Hey guys, I'm Dara Hayes. You may know me as DJ Tiger Lily and you are listening to The Conscious Podcast. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Hello, Conscious Boys and Girls. Welcome to episode 47 of The Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I shared a conscious conversation with the conscious soul, Dara Hayes. Dara is an international DJ, producer, animal activist, and plant lover. We dived deep into topics including Dara's wholesome childhood upbringing, the journey to becoming a world-famous DJ, living an ethical lifestyle, making conscious choices, finding fulfillment throughout life, owning a terrible situation and making it good, when someone sexualized and exposed a photo of Dara to the world online and how she flipped that situation into educating others through this experience, tips on how to handle a busy schedule, spending time to think about what you want and what is important to you, being intentional with the time you have and so much more. Dara is such a beautiful human being. There was nothing but amazing energy and vibes throughout this whole conversation. I love how open and vulnerable she was able to be about her life to help serve and inspire others. I really enjoyed this and I hope you do too. Before we kick off this amazing podcast episode, I am super excited to announce something that I have just launched for everyone listening. I've been cultivating this idea for a few weeks and I wanted to give you all massive tangible value, somewhere where we could work together in a group to expand and raise our consciousness. I created the Craft Your Conscious Life 5-Day Challenge. Now, this will be a private group on Facebook where I will upload a live each day for 5 days on a different key topic. I've spent over 6 years and tens of thousands of dollars on investing in personal development, growth seminars, mentors, coaches, interviews on my podcast to find these five key steps that all these people that were fulfilled, conscious, and living the life they want to live, that they were doing. And I implemented them in my life. And this has given me the incredible results and the conscious life that I love and live today. And I want to share that with you so you can be more intentional, more purposeful, more aware, and more conscious in your daily life. So all you have to do is go to the show notes and click down the bottom and there'll be a link to go straight to that Facebook group and apply to be in that. You can also go to Facebook and click on the groups tab and type in craft your conscious life five day challenge and it will come up and you can click into that group. I cannot wait to share this with you and to see your conscious results. Dara, how yes. are you, lovely? I'm wonderful. I'm so, so great. I was a little bit unwell and tired this morning, but after having that conversation with you, a five-minute intro, <laughs> I feel energized and excited. We've been sitting here for half an hour. Have we? I think so. No, not that long. Time flies when you're having fun. It is. Mm-hmm. Such great conversation. So what have you been up to this morning, apart from feeling unwell? Um, I actually slept in, which was really good, and then I drank a heap of celery juice. I'm one of those people that is into celery juice. And because I actually hadn't 
drunk any celery juice for two weeks. I had a really bad reaction and I just felt really nauseous. Mm. Um, I've been drinking a lot of alcohol and flying a lot the past two weeks. Um, I've been working in Europe. Um, so I think that it was a real sign from my body that I've, yeah. I'm holding on to a lot of toxicity and I've got a lot of detoxing to do. Um, so I just took it really easy. I took my dog for a long walk for about an hour and yeah, that was it. It was a really nice morning. Awesome. And now yeah. we're here. Yeah. So <laughs> for obviously those who've heard the intro, you are known as DJ Tiger Lily. Da, da, so da. when you do go on these tours, yeah. all these events and you do consume alcohol and all that sort of stuff, what's your routine like? Does it get thrown out of whack or do you have like a routine that kind of helps you to not burn out or... Uh, feel the effects of all the partying and all that sort of stuff. Can I say both? Yep. Um, so I do have routines. Here I am asking the answers so I can figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, both. <laughs> um, I definitely do get thrown out of whack. There's no um, yeah. denying it. Um, but the best thing that I've ever done is to accept that I'm going to get throw, thrown out of whack and just let that be okay, mm-hmm. you know, because for a long time when I was touring, I was super anxious about it and it made the whole process way worse. Mm. Like I'd have to have a hotel with a gym and a sauna and all this stuff. And then I'd get to the hotel and I'd be so jet lagged that I couldn't even like work a sweat or like do some yoga because I was just ruined. Um, so the best thing that I've done is to just be okay with being a mess Um, and that's really really awesome but I do have some routines and stuff that I do like to do um, even though they're really basic like wake up and like a quick stretch quick medi um, cold shower use my oils really consciously for how I'm feeling Um, when you're on the road you can't have access to like fresh lemon and bits and pieces so like I put lemon oil in my water and stuff like that to make sure I'm staying hydrated Um, and also things like, I know it sounds crazy, but with the hydration thing, I think it's so important when you're traveling. So for example, when I was in France, we were in the club, everyone was drinking. I was drinking my champagne, having a great time. And all of a sudden I started to notice, Ooh, you might be getting a bit drunk, like stop, consolidate. How do you want to feel? What have you got on tomorrow? I was like, I've got a really big day on tomorrow. So I just sculled two bottles of coconut water in the club and then kept drinking champagne because I knew that would like level me off and hydrate me. And I woke up in the morning totally fine. Yeah. So I think it's about having little tools that you can go to, like your hydration, like your oil, mm-hmm. like your morning movement, your cold showers, whatever it might be, to kind of help you, um, just help you deal with it. And I think that... It's all good and well to have great intentions like, hey, I always bring my active wear, but I didn't work out once the last two weeks. <laughs> Just because I was A, so busy, and B, sleep was always my priority. Yeah. Um, so if I wasn't working or traveling, I was sleeping, um, which is totally fine. I'm going to go to the gym for the first time today. It's going to be really painful. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'll hold you accountable to that. Yes. I mean, I've I booked in the class for 4.30, <laughs> so I have to go. <laughs> Amazing. What are you most excited about in life right now? A lot of things. Life's super awesome right now. But the one thing I'm really excited about is this second Instagram account that I've started up called Our Soul Purpose. Um, and I think the name kind of really just shows what it's about. And this relates to a question that I'm sure we can delve into a little bit later. But for me, this account um, is a space where I feel safe to talk about things that I feel really passionate about. And the audience that I'm 
building on there is a really great community that are open-minded and positive and conscious. Um, and for me, that's really exciting because although I'm like DJing heaps and writing music and traveling, it's not like a forever thing mm. for sure. And um, so by creating this new page, it's for me, I feel like it's the first step to starting the next chapter. chapter. Yeah. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but that's totally cool. It doesn't really matter. This like step is like starting that next chapter and I can feel it kind of evolving and I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it's cool because I'm starting it. I think for such a long time I had this massive fear that I didn't know what I wanted to do after DJing and everyone always asked me, what are you going to do when you finish DJing? I think it's because I'm a girl because you think you've got to stop DJing and have kids and all that stuff and I definitely want to do that, but I don't know what I'm going to do afterward. I'm not going to go back to DJing. I'm not going to be 40 or 50 in the club, you know. So I don't know what I'm going to do. But I think at least by taking some sort of action, I'm getting closer to the goal, even though I don't know what the goal is yet. But that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Mm. So we've only known each other the you know past couple of weeks that we've been talking. Yeah. First time met today. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. Woohoo. And BFFLs. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've followed your stuff for a while. Thank um, you. Known who you are through the DJing realm. Yeah. And I think for me, it's I'm so curious to know like your life, like how you got into everything. So for myself and for the listeners, can you give us a wrap up of your life from start to now? And I also have to give a shout out to Justin Lamartina for actually setting this up. We were having a conversation in Mildura and he's like, you know who you should interview? You should interview Tiger Lily. Thanks, Here's her Jazzy. other her other page. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't even know this about her. And like, this is awesome. So it's crazy, isn't it? Here. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. Even now when I post on my Tiger Lily page about my second account, which I do like maybe every second week or whatever, like FYI, if you have any interest in ABC, go and have a look at my other account. People message me saying, what the heck? My (laughs) mind is blown. Like, how did I not know this? You're a real person. I know. You actually care about things. Um, Yep. So start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Start to now. Um, So born in Sydney, Australia. Um, by the beaches. My parents are super great. They are really down to earth, really normal, um, really, I don't know, earthy um, and not material materialistic. Um, I've got two younger sisters and I'm really, really close to them. One, she lives in Hong Kong and she works for a big bank over there. And the other one lives in Perth and she plays for the Australian hockey team. So we're all like super different. Um, but We all chat every single day, which is really great. Um, My childhood was not the typical childhood. We didn't have a DVD player, so I never watched Disney or movies or anything like that. We didn't have a PlayStation. We had dial-up internet until I was like 19. And so pretty much we just like spent... (laughs) Don't laugh, it's true. I I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, can you sign me in? I want to go on MSN. (laughs) Okay, you've got half an hour until I need to use the phone. (laughs) Um, So, my childhood was pretty much spent doing lots of outdoorsy stuff. Um, I have really fond memories of uh, my mum being really hands-on with us as kids. She taught us to read and write before we even went to school, which was just insane. Um, We were always counting or, like, you know, making pasta necklaces and dyeing Mm -hmm. them and counting the beads and doing... We had, like, a, a craft cupboard. It was just so awesome and, like... 
I'm sure like I whinged about it back then, but looking back on it, it was really great. Um, we'd wake up super early in the morning and go and do renovations on our cubby house in the tree <laughs> or we'd like swim. We had a pool growing up. Oh, it was just really great. Had a really wholesome childhood um, from like the activities that we did to even to the food that we consumed. Like we never had junk food in the house. Um, we'd come home every day from school and mum would have made us like pikelets or like healthy muffins, you know, just like awesome it was really really great so I have a lot of respect for my parents for bringing me up in that way and I think that I might have like left my roots for a little while between like 18 and 22 but I've definitely like fully come back to those roots Mm -hmm. now and those core values that my parents instilled in me are totally like what I represent now Mm -hmm. which is so nice and I feel like it must be lovely for them to look at their daughters and see how the upbringing that they gave us is really like um left a big mark on us mm-hmm. my sisters are both one's vegan and one's vego they're both really passionate about the environment and sustainability and one of the sister that lived in hong kong she just sent me an email the other day saying this is all the self-work i'm doing you might be interested <laughs> and like sent me this massive um list of thing notes that she was taking listening to a podcast yeah so yeah so that was my childhood um also was really interested in music of course when I was four years old parents sent me off to this really great music school in Sydney um, where we learned to play piano read music write music sing play percussion all that kind of stuff um, and I played a heap of music all the way until year 12 did three minutes of music for year 12 um, was in every orchestra and stage band um, mm. went on tour with my school bands was in the music room at lunchtime, making bands and writing songs with my friends. So music was a really big part of my, I suppose, my identity as a child as well as it was for my sisters too. So it was a big passion for you as well. Yeah, Yeah. really. Um, While, you know, other kids were going off and, uh, I suppose, spending their time gaming or whatever it might be. Like, I've played Mario Kart once and that's my exposure to games because like we just never did that. You know, we'd get home and we'd be like playing our instruments or at a sport or at like an instrumental music group. So it was a big passion growing up and it's pretty cool that all that um, music work, I suppose, has paid off, if you will, um, or that I'm still kind of using it now in some respects. So I went to a selective high school and that was really cool because I made really great friends with girls that were really like-minded to me and could really relate to them. I felt like during primary school, I couldn't necessarily relate to people super mm-hmm. on a, I don't know, just on an even level. Not saying that like, I think I was just a bit nerdy, you know what I mean? And I think I was just a little bit into like books and learning, which doesn't go down super well <laughs> if other kids aren't. <laughs> Um, so I made really beautiful friends at high school and had a really great high school experience. Um, and because I went to a selective school, it meant that everyone was really focused on academics. So it opened up all the music groups and all the sports groups for me to be in, even if I wasn't necessarily the best sports person. I remember like we created a water polo team and we totally sucked and we got flogged by all the (laughs) other schools, but you know, all my friends were in the water polo team just because no one else wanted to do it. So that was really great. Um, And then after high school, I went straight into uni, which in hindsight probably wasn't the best decision. Um, But going to a selector school and coming from a family of like doctors and accountants and physios and stuff, it was just the thing to do. Um, 
so I went to uni straight from high school and started to do, I did a science degree because I wanted to be a dentist. Yeah, I know. Guys, he just looked at me really weirdly. <laughs> Starts with D, DJ, <laughs> dentist. And yeah. Dentist, same thing. Um, but then I realized very quickly in my first year that science wasn't for me and that as much as I wanted to be a dentist, I didn't think that it was going to be my career path. So instead of, you know, sitting back and maybe taking a year off like I should have, I just was like, well, stuff it, I'll do something different. So I did media and comms with a double major in marketing and sociology. And that was four years. So finished that off. Um, So spent five years in total at uni, which was good. But also I didn't really love it just because I was working a lot um, and I was DJing. So in my first year of uni, that's when I started DJing. So I got into DJing through clubbing and partying, as I think a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So finished high school and started to go clubbing and party and really just fell in love with like dance music. And I wasn't really exposed to dance music in high school as much as say kids are these days, but I did used to love going to all the blue light discos. There was one called Dan's Apartment, which I used to love going to so much fun. Um, and I just, I don't know what it was. It was just really great. Anyway, so I started partying, um, in the clubs and I started to notice that I had maybe a little bit of, I don't know, an affinity for dance music and DJing, or I had a bit of an ear for it. For example, like if a DJ did a really shitty mix, I'd be able to tell if it was like harmonically out or rhythmically out. And I would turn to my friends and be like, oh, that was uncomfortable. And they like (laughs) wouldn't even realize that the song had changed, you know? And so I thought, oh, okay, maybe I'd be good at this. I can hear when it's really bad and I can hear when it's really good. So funnily enough, as like the world has it, um, two things happened in a really short space of time, which pushed me I suppose into actually doing it as opposed to just wanting to do it um so I met my ex-girlfriend who was a DJ and I suppose being in a relationship with someone that was in the industry just like threw me into it heaps more because she kind of taught me the basics and threw me into like the party scene where you were able to develop relationships with promoters Mm -hmm. and club owners and things And at that same time, I discovered a competition called Your Shot. And Your Shot is a competition run out of Sydney, Melbourne and Mm. Brisbane that gives young people the opportunity to learn how to mix. Um, And I did that in 2011. So I think I was 19. And I ended up coming second in that overall, which was super cool. Um, And that kind of gave me a kickstart into the industry my prize for coming second in that competition was a residency at Soho in the cross um and that was just epic for me because I used to love going to that club as a punter uh and it was a really great club to start I suppose learning my craft in a really great way and I think that's just sidetrack it's a disappointing thing with like Australian clubbing and the Australian music industry at the moment because all the laws are so tight it's not giving young kids an opportunity to pursue and like really delve into their craft because there's just no clubs open so you just can't do it mm-hmm. so it's um yeah interesting I don't think I have anything more to say started there then what happened <laughs> <laughs> I've been working my ass off for like seven years eight years um okay so started there and so I was DJing 
for really not much money at all, usually like free drink cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As you probably know. It's like if you can get people on your guest list, then you get paid. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also studying at uni. So it was a really full schedule for like four years. Um, I remember one week I had three nights in a row of gigs in Melbourne, but I also had tutorials in Sydney. So I had to fly down to Melbourne every day, then fly back to Sydney every day. And I just remember at the end of that week thinking, oh my God, when is this degree going to end? And Mm -hmm. so many times I almost pulled out of my degree, but I just really wanted to finish it. And I knew once I'd finish it, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't do it again. Um, But I just needed to get that piece of paper. And I'm really glad that I did. So then when I finished my degree, I was kind of at a crossroads and I had the opportunity to either go and get a nine to five job or pursue my DJing. And I'm super grateful for my parents being really supportive in the way that they are. They kind of were really okay with me just pursuing the DJing. So as all my friends were going off and working at banks and whatever else they do, I was just pursuing the DJ life. And I think that's when my career really started to take off. Um, not so coincidentally, that's also the time when I actually started to look after my health and delve into this whole, what would you call it? Conscious journey. Great word. Great name for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I don't think it's any coincidence at all because I think your mind and your body are so aligned with everything that you attract and achieve and, um, I feel really lucky that just a couple of different things or key things happened um, in, I suppose, a 12-month period back when I was 22, 23, that I think really aligned me for the next, like, five years. And that journey has only kind of amplified through those learning lessons that I had back then. Um, So then, yeah, started to do some tours overseas, got signed to a record label, um, got some really great agents. So I've got agents in different territories Australia, Asia, Europe, America, and they work really well with me and really cohesively together. Um, I had a really great manager for a couple of years, but I now manage myself, um, which is good and bad. I love it, but it's a lot of work. If anyone wants to manage me, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) My email's in my Instagram. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, and that's kind of where I am at now, I suppose. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing so much stuff, but like, I'm just trying to give you that's like okay. a helicopter yeah, a, view. A wrap. Yeah. yeah. We, we, that's a whole other podcast of just your life and oh all God. that exciting totally stuff. <laughs> far out. Would you say you are living your purpose? Yeah, totally. But only for the past 12 months, mm. which is crazy considering I'm 27 and it took me that long to get there. So I feel like... I am living my purpose now, but for so long I was not sure of that purpose and I was just DJing and like, you know, working, but not really sure of what my end goal was. However, since stumbling across like veganism and that word is so political, especially at the moment, but I suppose since finding passion for that in the aspects of health, in the aspects of environmental sustainability, and most importantly, in the aspect of animal activism, I've really found that that is probably definitely going to be my purpose for the next 10 years of my life. And it's really exciting because now I have another end goal. 
Whereas 10 years ago, my end goal was to be where I am now, right? Professionally DJing. And I'm at that goal, which is epic. But now I've got a new goal. Mm. And it's not to say that I'm not still passionate about DJing. And it's not to say that I don't love DJing because I do. It is the funnest thing ever. (laughs) I have the best time doing what I do for work. It's really great. But it's just now I have a new goal for the next 10 years, which is really cool. And that hopefully is to inspire as many people as possible to make positive changes in their everyday life, which will affect their health, the environment, and of course, all the animals. Mm. I think that's really important because, uh, and very similar on like, like, I guess the relatable side is me with soccer. It's like, get to this point. Mm. It's like, cool. But when you get to that point, then what? Life, life is this long, not just one event. Did you feel that? So for me, my experience was I wanted to be like the Armin Van Buren, like the David Guetta. I wanted to be touring in private jets, playing to like massive crowds. Like I really wanted to do that. And there was at one point where I had kind of moved to L.A., for like four months and was like doing all the crazy stuff and like getting heaps of great press and great shows and playing the festivals and I was so freaking unhappy because I was like so exhausted perpetually and my body was like just ruined Mm -hmm. and then I realized that I didn't actually want to do that I wanted to look like I was doing that and I probably wanted to earn that much money but like I but doing it actually wasn't what I wanted and I felt really scared to say that for a long time and it's only been recently that I've been really okay with saying yeah I totally realized when I was on my way up that I didn't actually want that and so I changed and I let go of my manager and I stopped touring so much and I actually started to look after my health and it's kind of weird because a lot of people look at you being like but why would you turn your back on that and I was like I wasn't happy Mm -hmm. did you have a similar experience with your soccer exactly the same that's why I was nodding and smiling a lot (laughs) Because with me, it was Carlo, the soccer player. From my hometown, everywhere I moved, everything I did was soccer. Mm. I was the kid that was kicking everything I could get my feet on type thing. And when I went over there and went through all the ups and downs, sorry, when I lived in Europe playing and seeing my friends playing at the highest level, my housemates, and even getting there, my whole goal was to be David Beckham. Mm. All aspects of it. And then when I got so, so close and seeing what my friends were doing and being in that environment, I was like, I, I love this sport, but that's not the life I want to live. Mm. I thought it was different because I'd never knew the behind the scenes, yeah. the politics, the, like, again, I love it, but I don't want to train every single day. Mm. Like, it's not that fun. Then all the other stuff that comes around being in a different country where, it's a competitive sport. People try and hurt you and don't want to be friends with you. Um, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah, it's. I got there and went, is this the life I want to be living? Uh, am I making an impact that I want to make on the world? And it was like, no. And similar, I went through the stage of having to tell that to myself. But then I was so worried about what other people would think that that kind of crippled me. Mm. now it's like I don't care I can change my identity I get to choose whatever life I want to live what chapter I want to take whatever step I want to take but in that moment was the hardest decision to do that because all I knew for 15 years was soccer totally and like I don't know about you but I can imagine it would be the same I feel like by turning my back on being that like 
number one DJ, I was letting down my agents, my yeah. managers, my record labels. All the labels. people that supported you. and Yeah, the other DJs that had supported me, like, mm-hmm. could really helped me, had had me on their podcast, said, like, you know, all the magazines that had written about me. I felt like I was literally turning my back on everyone that had ever come to a show because, like, I was disappointing them. But, like, you can't do... You can't just do something because everyone else wants you to do it. Mm. That's how you literally end up... Unfulfilled. Unfulfilled or like not even here anymore. Because you look at all these artists that are so torn. They're so talented and they're so passionate about music or acting or singing. And they're just pulled in so many different directions till there's nothing left to pull anymore. And it's so... uh, It's awful to think about. And I see it happening still to this day with so many people that I know. These artists that are addicted to touring and that are addicted to money and that are addicted to being popular and famous, but they don't actually want to be doing it anymore. I've got one really good friend in particular, and I say to him all the time, you can stop or you can rest. You can go on a holiday with all your mates. Don't feel guilty like you have one life. We're only like young and healthy and not tied down for a really small period of our life and I think it's so important to like just grab that and like take it Mm. and it's it's good to see someone like yourself that had massive success in, in in doing what you were doing but also be like hang on I'm so question were you fulfilled when you were doing that heck no no way but were you fulfilled in achieving that goal Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, that was fueling that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was also, you, you obviously had the consciousness and the yeah. awareness to go, is it actually fulfilling me though? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like you've got like the scales, right? Yeah. You've got like the, on the right hand, you've got wanting to be the super famous worldwide touring DJ mm, that's just like... What everyone thinks is the goal. Right? And what will make exactly. you happy and fulfilled. I used to lie in bed at night dreaming like just picturing in my mind of like being on stage every night for like the rest of my life. Tomorrowland main stage. Right, exactly, <laughs> at like 9pm. And then <coughs> that was so strong for so long that I was okay, I was willing to put my health aside. I was willing to put relationships mm-hmm. aside. I was willing to put my family aside. You miss birthdays. I missed all my friends' 21st birthdays. Like you just, you know, you miss out on so much stuff. The sacrifice is really hectic. Anyway, so but that didn't matter because I was so... So, so focused on that goal. But soon enough, that goal started to weigh a lot lighter than on the left hand, which is health, family, relationships, friends, moments in time, 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 time. Just, you know, having the ability to do what you want with your time. And like all of a sudden, like it was really obvious that for me, all these other things that I were that were important um, we're not getting fulfilled. And you know what? I'm so glad that I had that experience because um, it was only through that experience that I am where I'm at now. Funny little like side story. I was at the dentist yesterday. My teeth are great, by the way. They're all good. No, you have a great smile. Oh, thanks. But I mean, like they're all <laughs> healthy. Um, but when I was touring so much, my body wasn't healthy. And I had to get like three big fillings in the space of like a year, which is not cool because I was obviously, my body was just run down constantly and I'm still brushing my teeth and flossing and things. But if you're, you know, eating peanuts on the plane and like being vegan, you're like having to just eat potato chips and like maybe some Red Bull and that's it. You're not going to have great oral health. So he was laughing yesterday saying, your teeth have been amazing for five years now. I was really worried that like genetically your teeth were really bad, but it's obviously just like a reminder of your lifestyle back then. And 
I think that's a really great thing. And I was saying, oh, I wish I didn't have these feelings. It's really awful. But he said, no, it's awesome because you've got this physical reminder of what happens if you don't actually look after what's important to you. Like, mind blown at the dentist. Whoa. Yeah. Lifestyle choices. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that you can... We had, obviously, extreme examples of soccer, professional sport, Mm. and professional musician. Mm. You can be in your everyday work life, and if you're at the point where you're going, hang on, I'm I'm not actually fulfilled. Yeah, I'm making the dollar, but I'm missing out on birthdays, time with friends, events, things that I really want to do. Just question that. Not even if you're missing out on anything, I don't reckon. It doesn't even need to be that extreme. Are you happy? Happy. Are you fulfilled with your work? Do you find that you're um, not even living out your purpose, but do you find that you're like bringing positivity to the mm. world in some way, shape or form? I don't even think it needs to be anything but that. And I have so many people that I know, friends, family even, that aren't happy in their jobs. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just wanting to shake them. They're all so smart and talented and they could literally do anything they want. My sister is a prime example, the one in Hong Kong. She works in a bank, really is not enjoying her work so much because she's really conscious and she's really about all these amazing things that she's like learning and working on. And she's at the point now where she's set herself a month and that she's looking for other work at the moment. And if she doesn't find something like between now and that month, she's just going to quit. How great's that? Fuck yeah. Go sister. Like, awesome. But a lot of people don't have the courage to do that. And I think it did take her a long time to get to that place. But that's okay. Like, she's there now, which is so awesome. Yeah. We've got every moment to make a decision. Mm. Hey, Conscious Fam. Just interrupting for one moment to share with you something I'm really excited with. A brand partnership with a conscious company doing amazing things in the world. Did you know that in 2018... Over 100,000 Australians experienced homelessness on any given night, with over 15,000 of that number being Australian children under 12 years old. How astounding are those numbers? That's why I've partnered with Eva Mattress to bring all the benefits of their amazing mattress in a box to everyone. We're talking unparalleled support, a huge 120-night trial period with free delivery and returns, and all the sleep tech you'd find in a premium retail mattress for a fraction of the price. Through their 1 in 10 program, in which one mattress is donated for every 10 sold, we've partnered up together to get six mattresses out to Mission Australia Crisis Centres to improve the lives of those experiencing homelessness in New South Wales, in our backyard. How amazing is that? I got my mattress a couple of weeks ago, And man, it is so comfy. I live in a van. So before I had like this really thin mattress that was really not doing anything good for my back, hence why I had so many back problems. And as soon as I put it in, it's just been a comfortable night sleep. You really notice a difference when you are sleeping on a quality, comfortable mattress. I love that it comes in a box gets delivered to you, it's got wheels on the box, you can wheel it around, and then all you have to do is kind of take it out, cut it open, cut the plastic off, and it kind of pops open, and then I just put it in the van. How cool is that? Order online, and it gets sent directly to you. Don't even have to go window shopping. How cool. And it's super comfy as well. So the reason why we chose Mission Australia to donate these six mattresses to is because I did some research on a few different charities, and... 
Mission Australia were doing so much good work around multiple different problems uh, in society. Drug and alcohol abuse, homelessness, etc., etc. And we seen that there was a crisis and they needed six beds. To us, that just made sense. We need to get these mattresses to these people who are probably going to be sleeping on the floor. And what an amazing feeling that is to be able to offer that to these people. Now, if you wanted to get your own, they have given me a special discount code. How cool is that? So if you go to their website, www.evamattress.com.au and use the code Carlo Loves Eva, you'll get $125 off your first order. Now, this is only for five people. So if you're looking for a mattress that gives back to the community, get onto the website, check out Eva, and help support those who need support most. What is success to you? Health and happiness. That's it. I know that sounds super corny and lame, but like, that's all that matters. If you're not healthy, you're not going to be doing anything because you're just unwell and you're not able to look after yourself. Therefore, you're not able to look after anyone that you care about. And if you're not happy, and by happiness, I mean feeling full of joy and purpose, then I don't know. That's all that's really important, really. There's nothing else that's important for me anyway. Yeah. Mm. I know that's really like simple and lame, but that's what it is to me. But very powerful. Yeah. And purposeful answer. Thanks. So, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you and how is that the best thing that ever happened to you? I have a couple of like shitty things that have happened to me, but (laughs) as we all do. Do share, do share. Um, So, I think the first thing that was really shitty in my life that happened to me was watching my pop get really sick and passing away and... I was very, very close to him, like super close to him. And for me, the one thing that it brought a lot of positivity into my life as well, because it made me realize that the only thing that we have to give people is our time. And so before he passed away, I went up, I took like a weekend off every like five or six weeks and flew up to where they lived and like spent time with him in the hospital for probably 18 months. Um, And I know that that was like really special to him and it just meant that like looking back on it, I felt like we developed such a beautiful bond even in a really short period of time and that the only thing that I was giving him was my time, really. And like I watched other family members not be able to take that time and spend it with him. I felt really grateful that I was able to do that. And it also made me realize, so not only did it make me realize that time is the most important thing that we have to give to people and ourselves, but it also made me realize the type of man that I wanted to be with. He's such, he was such an incredible guy. So strong, funny, intelligent, organized, really great dad, really great grandfather. Um, I just like have so much respect for him. And I really liked liked so many qualities about him. So it was a big wake-up call as to like what I was doing in that point in time with my relationships. Um, so that was probably the shittiest thing that has happened, but it definitely made me realize some really positive things, I suppose. And then the second thing that I wanted to mention was back in 2016, I think it was, 
I was on tour in Europe and we were in Germany. I was with my tour manager who was one of my really good friends at the time and we'd just been in the sauna wearing like robes and we were naked underneath as you are in Germany because you're not actually allowed to wear bikinis into the saunas. Weird, I know. Anyway, she... Noted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she was doing a piece to camera as we were walking back to a hotel room and like best friends do when you're on Snapchat, I like gave her like a little flash, right? Just thinking, ha, 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 it's funny. She's on a private account, does it, didn't even, like, just whatever. Anyway, she posted it, but, like, covered it in squiggles and emojis and all these bits and pieces, so you couldn't see anything. So we were having a giggle about it, and that was fine. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I came home from Europe, and I landed in Sydney, um, jumped off the plane to, like, all these calls from my agent and manager being like, you're not going to believe what's happened. Someone's got, like, a nude gif of you or video of you or whatever and I was thinking hmm well that's weird because I haven't sent anyone anything so maybe Mm. it's not me and maybe they've photoshopped a head on it like just wasn't even able to think about what it was anyway I realized that someone had gone in and saved down the video not only saved it they'd been able to remove all the layers like the emojis and the squiggles and the text And then they'd also been able to like slow it down and like zoom in and bring out the quality a bit so you could like see more. Cray cray, right? Mm. So for me, that was just a moment. Oh my God, I can remember it. Like my whole body went cold and my heart just sank and I was so like embarrassed. Especially when you're in the public eye as well. Yeah, totally. And trying to be like a good positive role model and all that kind of stuff. I just felt like I'd let everyone down. Anyway... I feel like well, I... Uh, yeah, what did what did you feel? Was it... Yeah. I felt Talk like spewing. Th- yeah. Like I felt ill. Lightheaded, nauseous. My like... My throat went into my stomach and then my stomach went on the floor. It was awful. Mm. Um, and just... I could feel the incoming or impending trauma, I suppose, because seeing how often this happens to people who are in the public eye and seeing how it is just really hectic and it's something that people talk about for ages. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So I was, I just sat down and I, I was most embarrassed to tell my parents and they were just super chill about it. Like they were fine about it, which was great. Um, and obviously I think the best thing was, best and worst thing it wasn't a sexual thing that I was doing and it was taken and it was sexualized which felt really unfair but at the same time it kind of made the situation better because there was all innocent me just flashing my bestie and um, it got taken and like blown out of proportion anyway I sat down and I thought about how I could make such a shitty negative situation a positive situation. Anyway, I teed up a whole lot of interviews with magazines and like online articles and podcasts and stuff like that and turned it into an issue of um, like ownership of content online Mm -hmm. and how it's actually like a a sex crime, taking something that isn't meant to be sexualized of someone and linking it to the world and sexualizing it. Um, And then spoke about online bullying and like harassment especially of young women in a space that's so unfamiliar in regards to like online technology um and then we ended up raising like almost 10 grand for headspace and donated it to headspace um and hopefully they use that to help you know other young women go through situations that i went through and i just feel super 
so that was a massive positive and it also made me realize that um I was really grateful for not only like my ability to stand up for myself and speak about something that's probably kind of awkward in a public space um but I also just realized like how many young girls would be navigating through this um on their own and not sure what to do and then probably being like completely bullied and ostracized at school and you know what I did a podcast yesterday as you know and one of the girls the host that I was chatting to had an exactly similar experience happened to her but at school where she took a photo of her breasts and her chest was just so sunburnt right and she sent it to like four of her girlfriends being like oh my god look at my sunburn as you do like that is not abnormal yeah. to send your girlfriends a photo of your sunburn yeah okay sure you're showing your breasts but it doesn't matter they're your, your girlfriends f- yeah. right somehow one of their boyfriends got onto that got the photo and just sent it to like absolutely everyone how mortifying is that mm-hmm Awful, right? So anyway, that was another really shitty situation, but I felt like I did some really good positive stuff out of that. And it was a big positive learning experience for me in that people can try and take things away from you, like your dignity, but you can grab it back from them and say, fuck you. Yeah. With your rude fingers. and, and, uh, (laughs) And use it as your power. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Because for you to be able to flip that, to then serve other people and use that as a tool for other people to relate to you. Yeah. Like, that makes you more real, but it's also showing yeah. that vulnerability that so many other people I can imagine go through. Mm, totally. Instead of keeping it to yourself and going, oh, it's only me. like Trying to squash it or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Owning totally. it. Yeah. Awesome. Owning a shitty situation and making it positive mm. by owning it. So, Yeah. Awesome. It was cool. <laughs> Thanks to the idiot who uh, who did that. I would love to find out who took it, who took the video and edited it and then sent it around. You're like, Thanks, mate. You just made me more famous. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would love to ask him because it was 100% of him. Like, sorry, but it just was. Yeah. Um, what did you want to achieve and do you feel any guilt? Mm. Surely they would have to feel guilt. I don't know. I'd just be so interested to ask some questions about, like, what was the point, you know? Anyway, next Mm. topic. (laughs) What is the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but it is, if you can't change the situation, if you don't like the situation, if you don't like the situation, change it. If you can't change the situation, change your attitude. It's some quote that's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who said it. I think it was said by like a philosopher and maybe then by Emma Watson. She like reframed it or something like that. But I really... And now res- it's paraphrased into Dara's edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But it's something that actually my partner has really honed into me. Um, I definitely have a tendency to be like a whinger and a whiner and a negative Nancy. And for me, that, that quote just like says stop whinging just change your perspective or change a situation and it kind of brings the power back to me um or to everyone we all have the power to change whatever situation we're in so if you don't like it change it and if you can't change it shift your perspective so you're okay with it because there's no point in you know feeling negative and sad and sorry for yourself because we always have power to change something Mm -hmm. um and i think you can relate that to really small situations in your life or really big situations in your life and i think that a lot of really famous people over time 
who have been famous for overcoming really big hardships um, have definitely used or embodied that kind of attitude where they either shift the situation or they shift, shift the attitude toward the situation. Mm. Powerful. Mm. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? This was a really difficult one to answer. Um, but after thinking about it for a while, obviously you sent me the questions beforehand. That's why I'm saying that. Um, the advice that I would give to my 16-year-old self would be to look after your health right now and to cut the crap, cut out all the experimentation, cut out all the the negative stuff. I feel like I went through a really long health journey um, and only probably when I was 20. For 25, did I actually land in a place where I was really happy and healthy? So there was um, negative self-image and like negative relationship with food and my body, which was really tiring and really time-consuming and exhausting. And it took me like a long time to get out of that. Then there was like, you know, using party drugs when I was partying back in the day. Um, didn't take me so long to get out of that because I just really didn't like it. But it was still a negative thing and I wish I wouldn't have done that in hindsight. Um, partying too much by drinking too much alcohol back in the day when I started DJing. Once again, not great. And then last but most importantly was consuming animal product for such a long time. Oh my God, it's scary. I wish at 16 I just would have gone vegan. And I wish I would have just started to look after my health and do the research about how I could change the planet and affect animals think how many animals I could have saved in like those five years hundreds thousands probably and it would make me even more of an educated vegan right now to hopefully portray a really positive message for the community so yeah health 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 vegan 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 just look after yourself because back then I took my health for granted, you know, being a young 16-year-old with the metabolism of a racehorse, and I just thought that it would never change. Mm -hmm. Um, But I learned the hard way that things definitely would change, and if you don't look after your health, you can't do anything. Mm, Your choices affect especially your body. Oh, yeah. Long-term. Long-term, massively long-term, yeah. How do you think people can become more fulfilled in life? Um... There are so many ways that people can become more fulfilled in life. And I think the best thing about this is that it's really different for everyone and everyone is on their own unique journey. For me, the way that I've found a path to fulfillment is by turning off the noise um, of the outside world and spending time focusing and thinking and learning about what I want. Um... You may think you know what you want, but if you go in the experience, one thing that may well not be the case, um, we're inundated with so much noise, so much noise from so many different parts of our lives that it can be really difficult to hear your body talk and your mind talk. And so practices like meditation, exercise, journaling, even just switching off social media or not replying to your text messages can be a really powerful tool in um, honing in on what is important to you and then hopefully what is going to give you more fulfillment. And I think it can be very scary because like we were speaking about before with the DJing and the soccer and wanting to achieve goals, maybe um, 
that fulfillment doesn't look the picture of how you wanted it to look or how society wanted it to look for you or how your parents wanted it to look for you. So it can be pretty scary, but um, yeah, taking time to be quiet in whatever way that is for you is hopefully the way that you will find more fulfillment in your life. Mm, great advice. Did I say that well? It's a yes. very <laughs> hard question to answer because you want to say it really mm-hmm. eloquently and succinctly, but then you could also talk about it for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? It was great. Thanks. It was, it was <laughs> you. If this was the last time you've seen me and I asked you to teach me something tangible I can use in my life every day to improve my life, what would you teach me? This won't be the last time you see me, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this is going to be really, um, this is super tangible and not deep and meaningful at all. But I have this program on my computer called Last Pass. Last Pass. Pass. Yeah. And it is a program that just saves all your passwords from all your different accounts. And I'm sure you probably have a million different accounts like me accounts for everything right because there's Mm -hmm. programs for everything and I always used to be so unorganized in that respect Um, and that's just really turned my life around in regards to like my tech organization I have one other thing you may know this already but I only found this out like six months ago and it's changed the game for my travel life so when you're on your computer and you're traveling and you're trying to log into the wi-fi somewhere but like the screen isn't popping up because you've got cookies blocked or I don't know whatever that thing is that you have blocked so things can't pop up All you have to do is type 1.1.1.1 into your search bar and it will take you to the host browser for that Wi-Fi. That is amazing. How (laughs) cool is that? So if you're sitting in a hotel and you can't connect to the Wi-Fi, you just type in 1.1.1.1.1 or as well on a plane. So it's four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you're on a plane and you're trying to log onto the plane Wi-Fi, but like the browser isn't popping up or like the sign-in box or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not techie at all. You can type that in and it will come up and you can immediately access Wi-Fi. They are two pieces of tangible advice I did not expect, but very useful in daily life. (laughs) I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to tell him? I was thinking, (laughs) what do I do that's cool or like interesting? Yeah. I want to ask you, what's like your favorite piece of or like top two things that people have said to you that you've enjoyed and used? Uh, Tangible advice. Yeah. Journaling. Mm-hmm. Number one has mm-hmm. changed everything for me, um, but learning how to journal properly yeah. and how with to intention. journal with intention, um, but embodying that journaling. It's not just the habit of writing, which I still think is good, but it's purposeful, intentional journaling to put you in a state to then create the life you want. Mm. That in the past nine months um, changed a lot for me and gratitude Ex- knowing how to express yeah. deep gratitude for every single thing mm. every single situation mm. um, I can I know now that my perspective on life is always a matter of just it can flip yeah not saying that shit things that happen aren't shit but I can always flip it yeah and that allows me to have an outlook on life where it's like okay this thing happened it's not good Am I going to be stuck in that for a week or, or like hold that against myself or go, okay, this is what happened. I'm grateful because of X, Y, Z. Now I can do this. And then you add that in your journaling. Yeah. And Powerful. 
I'm really good at doing that for other people. <laughs> so if someone's going through a bad time, I'm like, this is the most positive situation. Trust me. Yeah. You've got all these positives. But then when it's myself, I'm like sat there being like, oh, my life sucks. Sound, I suck. Sounds like you need uh, a conscious coach. <laughs> Wink for me. <laughs> <laughs> Launching somewhere soon. Um, <laughs> what does it mean to be conscious? Once again, I think this is really personal um, and everyone's answer is going to be completely different for them. Um, but for me, it's to act with intention um, through everything that you do. So acting with intention in every moment of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that intention, I suppose, doesn't always need to be positive. You just need to have intention. And that relates back to what I was chatting about before in regards to time is our most precious gift. So if you know that you've only got 10 minutes left, how are you going to use that 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. You've only got five more minutes on your computer. What are you going to do to make the most of that five minutes? Or you've switched off for the night and you're going to relax, but relax with intention. Enjoy it. Soak it up. Last night I was lying in bed. I know this is a really random example, but I was lying there with my boyfriend and my dog. And that's a situation of when I'm touring, I dream about. Mm -hmm. I just like fantasize about just lying there, being all snuggly and warm with the two of them. And I was living it last night and I was just so incredibly aware of the fact that in that moment, I was doing exactly what I fantasized about for the two weeks beforehand. Mm. And just being aware of that, that for me is consciousness, like living in that moment with intent being present and enjoying that yeah not just seeing it as another thing yeah just soaking it up even though it's the most simple simple thing Mm. what impact do you want to have on people the community and the world I would love to inspire as many people young old women men everything in between to make positive small conscious changes in their everyday life which then have a positive effect on their health and the environment and of course animal welfare so it's trying to make people realize that they don't need to become a full-fledged animal activist crazy vegan which is great Mm. please be my guest to do it i would love if everyone was like that they don't have to go to 110 percent though to be making positive impacts for everyone including themselves it just has to be small changes like bringing a keep cup which is really really easy to do or decreasing their intake of animal product um one of my friends in her bio she has 98 percent vegan and i love that because to me that says that 98 percent of the time she's really conscious but if she i don't know eat something that isn't vegan or if she you know buys a new car and the car has leather seats or I don't know I'm just trying to think of some examples that you don't do very often but when you do them it can be hard to avoid vegan leather in cars is really expensive by the way um (laughs) you know it's saying that for 98% of the time she's really making an effort the intention yeah the intention is there and she's consciously making an effort to make the world a better place through her actions She doesn't need to be perfect. And I just want everyone to realize that they don't need to be perfect um, in order to change the world and their life for the better. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. (laughs) Where can people see more of your stuff? Everywhere. All your wisdom, 
advice. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. So I've got two Instagram accounts. One is DJ Tiger Lily, which is where all my music and like selfies and yep. stuff is, <laughs> stuff goes on. And then the other one is Our Soul Purpose, which is an account dedicated to veganism, animal rights, sustainability, deeper meaningfuls, all that mm. kind of stuff. So that's on Instagram. Then I have a website www.djtigerlily.com and that's where everything lives so that's where um, DJ Tiger Lily and Our Soul Purpose live Um, I do blogging and journaling on there talking about mostly stuff to do with sustainability and veganism and yummy recipes and beauty products that I like that are doing cool awesome sustainable vegan things all that kind of goodness you can also find all my tour dates on there I have a podcast as well. It um, goes out weekly, but it's just dance music, yep. so it's not chatting. Um, and you can find that everywhere that good podcasts live. I've got Facebook. I've got Twitter. I've got SoundCloud. I used to have Snapchat, but I deleted it. Um, so kind of Twitter, any platform that you're on, you yeah. can generally find me. But I would suggest Instagram and my website because that's where the most fulfilling stuff is. And, of course, if you want to listen to some dance music, Team Tiger Radio. That's what my podcast is called. Awesome. That'll all be linked in the show notes. Show notes. Before we wrap that up, yeah. The name. Where did it come from? Mm. So, when I was a child, um, I used to love making up dances and doing shows with my sisters. Like we were always like performing for my parents, and I had this thing for girl groups. So like Spice Girls, Bardo, all that kind of stuff. I used to love them. So I used to like love emulating what they did and loved the idea of having like a second personality Mm. like you know sporty spice scary (laughs) spice so cool so I wanted to be Tiger Lily that was like my pop star name I wasn't really sure like what I was going to be like or look like like I didn't have a a set persona for Tiger Lily but when I was deciding my DJ name I had a couple of other options um, and everyone that I asked just said Tiger Lily was the best one and Funnily enough, that was the one that I'd kind of dreamed about for having for so long. And it's really stuck and I'm super happy with the name. I think it represents me as a person. It's fierce but feminine. (laughs) And I feel like that's me. Um, And it's nice because it does separate me from Dara. Um, Actually, I've just done a campaign with Adidas that I posted about this morning. It's like Dara by day, Tiger Lily by night. And it was showing how... I can I yep. transform into Tiger Lily, I suppose. Um, and yes, that's where the name came from. Awesome. Weird. Been so curious for yeah. <laughs> about that one. Should have just called me and asked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for your time, for allowing me to ask um, such in-depth questions about your life, but for being so open, vulnerable, and raw, and I guess, open to, to answering them. Like, it's not every day that um, I get to speak to someone that's lived such a life such as yours. But when I do, it's always like, are they actually going to share? Are they going to be honest? Are they yeah. going to be open? Or and are they going to just present the answers that they've said yeah. to everyone else? Yeah, and of course. I feel that with you. And I feel such an honest and, and beautiful vibe about you. And even when we were chatting before this, it was just so nice to, we are connecting on, like, we're real humans. Yeah, like, totally. W- once you get to meet people, you're like, oh my God, we like, we both like this. We both like this. What do you think about this? And I, I love what you're doing. I love the, um, how you're living your purpose. Um, you're sharing that with the world and helping to impact the world in such a positive way. So thank you so much for everything. 
Thank you. Thanks for your time and your energy and providing a space for me to talk about this stuff. It makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to have the best day after this. Woo! <laughs> so awesome. So if you guys love this episode, please share, like, subscribe, comment. Tag me on Instagram and I'll post on my stories. So you get a post on my stories and then that just like shows more people all the awesome things we're talking about. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So if anything has inspired you, if you're related to anything, if you think someone needs to hear this, take a screenshot, put it on socials, tag us both, um, even send a comment. If you've liked something, if you're related to something that Dara has said, send a comment. I'm sure she'll reply. We love or hearing feedback. Or if you feedback. have any questions, I am in my DMs on Our Soul Purpose. Yep. Not so much on Tiger Lily because it's a bit cray-cray, yep. but Our Soul Purpose is a really beautiful community. If you have any questions that you want to ask me about anything that we've spoken about, Hit me up. Slide into those DMs <laughs> in a nice way, not a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> Permission has been granted. <laughs> awesome. And look out for future collaborations between us because I think there's a lot of magic that's going to happen. So until next time, take care, guys. Peace. See you later. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast, and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice. <laughs>